Welcome to the City Hills Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that the message today helped you encounter God, love people, and discover purpose. For more information about who we are as a church, head over to cityhillschurchsd.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, click the Give button at the top of the homepage on our website. And now, let's jump right into the message. Well, welcome back to our Made New series. We're in our third week And we've been looking at some really important truths and some principles that can help us in this new year, this new season as a country, our new goals, whatever it is that we're walking into this new year hoping to accomplish. But the whole goal that we're trying to accomplish in this series is to remind you that in our relationship with Jesus, we are made new and that we have this opportunity to lean into that relationship, to lean into The opportunity that Jesus gives us to live life in a completely brand new way. So hopefully this series has encouraged you in doing that. One of my favorite points from last week that we talked about when we we were talking about our thoughts is that our thoughts lead to actions. Our actions lead to habits and our habits lead to lifestyles. That how we think actually determines who we become because we we just live out those thoughts and and whatever is occupying the most space in our minds. But today, today is all about our words. It's all about the things that we say. Have you ever heard the old adage, if you can't say something nice, what is it? That's right. Don't say nothing at all. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything. Don't just Keep it to yourself, or maybe you've heard the one you treat other people the way you want to be treated. And so those are always really, really good adages. They're great things to live by, and they're great to hear from Mama as she passes those down to us. But have you ever had a friend that just doesn't get that? Have you ever had that friend that every single time you see them, they want to just dish out advice? They want to tell you about you, you know what I was thinking about? This is what you should do, right? And, and normally what follows is just this diatribe of foolishness. It just falls out of their mouth and you're like, what, what is wrong with you? Why are we friends? What are we doing here, right? Do you, do you have that friend? It's okay. If you don't have that friend, I may be a little concerned about you because chances are you might be that person. I'm just kidding. Maybe. But seriously, we all have those people in our lives that they just drive us crazy with the words that they say. You see, my family, we didn't really grow up hearing that whole adage of if you can't say something nice. Honestly, my family has no chill whatsoever. Like they they will just let you have it. There's not a whole lot of filters when you're around my family. And Lauren learned this really quickly. It was actually her very first Thanksgiving to come and hang out with my family. And we are walking in the door. It's like this moment. I'm bringing my beautiful girlfriend, the, the woman that I know that I'm going to marry. Like, this is, this is the moment. And we walk through the door and everybody's like, Denny! dude, you getting fat, like just right off the bat. And Lauren is like, she's mortified. 
because she grew up in the South. And if you've ever been to the South, no one actually says anything that they mean. They just pretty it up with all of this Southern charm and everybody's like, oh, they're so nice. Yeah, you just wait till you go in the kitchen what they saying about you behind your back. But I'm, I'm just my people from the south i love you i promise but she just was not used to that like unfiltered opinion just flying out she was just like babe are you okay i'm like boo we just getting started like this is just the beginning and it was that moment where she realized that our cultures were very different when we when we got married and, and still are but I didn't grow up in a family. You you couldn't be easily offended in my family. If if you had really thin skin, you didn't do very well. You struggled with our family. But I will say that my family, while we picked on each other and we said a lot of unfiltered things, if you came in from the outside and tried to say something about us, oh, we'd fight you. We'd fight you real quick. There's no... No hesitation on that side of it. I love my big, crazy family. They, they are awesome. But we definitely didn't do a great job of guarding our words. And look at this truth. This is why this is so important. Our words have the power to give life or to bring death. Our words have the power to bring life or to bring death. And it's, it, it seems kind of extreme, but when you think about it, our words bring life or death to our dreams. Have you ever had a dream of something and you're just, you're super excited and you have that friend that just, they spur you on, right? They're like, oh man, that's a great idea. You should do that. You would kill it. It's amazing. And you just feel like, yeah, I can do this. Versus the other friend where you're like, hey, I had this dream. I was thinking about, it. I could do this. And they're like, for real? You? Nah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know about that. And it's like your dream just got like cut off at the legs. And it's like, man, that's, that's awful. We bring life or death to our hopes, to our momentum, right? Have you ever been working with a team or maybe you're working at a job and you're working on a project and you're just, the team is working. You're just plugging along. Things are happening. Creativity is flowing. Everyone's laughing. The project's going really well. And then that one person gets thrown into the mix or you bring it to your boss and they're just like, nah. And all the momentum you had just gets cut out. Life and death in our words. What about in our fears and in our insecurities and in our doubts, right? Do we feed those insecurities? Do we, do we speak life and say, no, 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 you don't need to be afraid of that. You don't need to be insecure about that. You don't, you don't have to have doubts in that area. You don't have to feel that way. Or do we just lean into the negative side? Do we embrace almost that death of, yeah, I, I am insecure. I am flawed. I'm, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that. I'm, I'm so afraid of this. And, and we just let that cripple us. I love the way that James, the brother of Jesus, writes these words. He talks about our words in chapter three, James three, starting in verse two. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. We all, we just need a Put that as a bumper sticker. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. Verse five, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, 
but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. Verse 9, sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. Man, that's strong. Don't miss that. Verse 9, don't miss it. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father. Sometimes it praises God. Sometimes our words are just pouring out affirmation on God and and talking about what he's done in our life and how great he is. And then it's followed by cursing those who have been made in the image of God. He says this in verse 10. And so blessings and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, brothers and sisters, this is not right. If there's ever a word for this season in our, in our country, in our culture, it's that, hey, it's not right for us to have these blessings pour out of our mouths in regards to Jesus and in regards to what he's doing in our lives and, and to how he feels about certain people. We're, we're heaping blessings and encouragement and hope onto them. But out of that same mouth comes cursing and anger and hatred towards others. Surely this is not right. I was talking about this with a pastor friend of mine this week, and we were just talking about the pressure of our words right? Exactly how James writes it. You know, we we give these grand speeches every week and we're pointing people to the truths of God and we're we're trying to help people connect with him and and people who are far from God are are making decisions to get closer to him and, and making the, and it's amazing being able to use our voice to be able to communicate these truths to people. But we also understand one small slip of opinion, one wrong thought, one wrong like on a post. And it's a small fire that can burn up everything that we've accomplished, everything that we're trying to do, everything that we're standing for. That one little slip can destroy everything. And can I be real with you? No one should have to live under that kind of pressure You shouldn't have to live under that pressure. As James says, we all make many mistakes. If we could control our tongue, if we could get it right every time, we would be perfect. But we're not. And so it's so important for us to understand that if we're holding the expectation of others is that they're going to say everything right and they're going to perfectly, eloquently explain what's going on and be able to to make everybody happy, well, that's just never going to happen. But we have to pull this pressure off of everyone, thinking that they're going to be able to communicate things perfectly. We just can't. We just can't. But it also shows us more than ever in this season the power of our words. If you say the, the wrong thing at the wrong time, how quickly it explodes into something way more than it ever was supposed to be. Our words are powerful. I love, I love this truth. If you want to change the life you have, change the words you speak. If you want to change the life that you have, you have to change the words that you speak. And it's like I said last week, the best thing that we can do in this season is just become more and more like Jesus every single day. And in order to do that, we have to speak the way that he did. Because there's so many areas of our life that our words have power. Think about it. 
What are the words that you speak over or mutter under your breath about your spouse? Oh, well, then come on, we're not gonna go. We're, let's just go there for a second. What are the words that you speak over your spouse? What are the words that you mutter under your breath when you're taking out the trash about your spouse? What are you speaking over? Is it, is it nagging insults? Is it pointing out flaws? Or is it encouragement and calling out the best in one another? What are the words that we're speaking over our spouse? What about your friends? When you're spending time with your friends, when you're talking, when you're in conversation, do you walk away from those conversations excited about the future, inspired to be a better person, just engaged in what's going on around you, but in a a healthy and a positive way? Or do you walk away going, oh, I feel worse. (laughs) I feel worse about everything, right? What are we speaking about? What are we speaking over? What are are you speaking over and muttering, muttering under your breath about your kids? You see, I think we miss so many times as followers of Jesus. And those of you who are you're, you're figuring out this faith journey, you wouldn't call yourself a follower of Jesus. You, you have your own things that you're trying to navigate when it comes to your kids. But for those of us who, who call ourselves Jesus followers, our priority and our responsibility is to help our kids find their identity in Christ. It's, it's not about them just finding what hobbies they like or finding what they're good at. It's about them discovering who they are in Jesus. Because if we can help them do that at a young age, it will completely change the trajectory of their entire lives. So what are the words we're speaking over them? What are we speaking over them? What are we whispering to them at night when they go to bed? What are we saying in those moments of anger and frustration when they've destroyed the house for the 18th time? What are we speaking over our kids, our family? How about this one? What are the words you speak over your job? Definitely what about the words you mutter under your breath about your boss? Listen, we've all had bad jobs. We've all had frustrating seasons. We've all had moments where we felt like we were held back from our true potential. But the words we speak over it completely change the way that we see it. it. It changes our perspective. So what are the words you're speaking over that job? Are you speaking over, hey, in this moment, in this season, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to lead. I'm going to connect people with Jesus. I'm going to connect them with their purpose. I'm going to help pull out potential in people. I'm going to do the very best that I can. Or are the words that you're speaking over it is, I'm stuck. I'm going nowhere. These people are all idiots. I am so sick of these people. What are the words you're speaking over? And then the last one is, what about your future? What are the words that you're speaking over your future? Is it words of fear? Is it words of insecurity? Is it words of, I don't know how we're going to make it? Or is it words that speak to the potential and the possibilities of what God can do through your life? Think about it. What words are you speaking over it? Because look at this truth. The most powerful words that you speak are the ones that you speak over yourself. It's important for you to make sure that the way you speak to others and about others is is on track. But most of us have a filter. Most of us don't say all the things that we want to say to other people. Most of the time we choose to be positive and kind and just bite our tongues, right? 
But when it comes to ourselves, there's no filter. We're brutal on ourselves. We're, we, we just, we hammer ourselves with, with our thoughts and, and with the words that we speak over our lives. So you have to understand that the most powerful words that you speak in a day are the words that you speak over your life. I love the words of Proverbs 12, 18. You'll notice Proverbs has a lot to say about our words. Proverbs 12, 18. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. I love that. Proverbs 15, 4. Gentle words are a tree of life, but a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. It crushes the spirit. So here's one of your challenges today. Are your words life-giving or are they spirit-crushing? Are they life-giving or are they spirit-crushing? And the good part about this challenge is it's really easy to figure out. When people walk away from a conversation with you, when people walk away from just working with you, are they normally better? Are they like excited about what you guys talked about? Are they thinking about ways that they can better themselves and grow as a person or grow in their relationship with Jesus? Or are they just begging for the conversation to end so they could get away from you? Like, we don't want to think about it that way, but it's, it's the truth. Are people like giving you that body language where they're just like sneaking away and it's like, okay, can I get out of this as fast as I possibly can? Or are they, are they leaning in and going, man, I, I really hadn't thought about that. I'm, I'm so glad you talked to me about that. Will you help me with that? Will you pray with me about that? You see, we have an opportunity to bring healing or pain, to bring wisdom or, or to lift their spirit. At the same time, our words can crush them. Our words can crush what's happening in their lives. So back to that challenge, are your words life-giving or are they spirit-crushing? In the time that we have left today, I want to share with you some principles to speaking life, some principles to help you figure out how you can speak the right words over your life or speak the right words into other people's lives so that You're someone who's bringing blessings and encouragement rather than someone who's bringing frustration and pain or crushing people's spirits. We've looked at a couple of different things the last couple of weeks about digging deeper past the surface and clearing out the cache of those temporary files, those temporary things that have tried to help us have a better life. Clear those out and get back to our source, which is God. And we talked about our thoughts. So as we jump into our words In this last section of today's message, I want you to turn it with me to Ephesians 4, starting in verse 29. And it says this, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. The first principle is this. If you can't say anything helpful, don't say anything at all. Right. It's a it's a different twist on what our mama used to tell us when we were kids. But seriously, if you can't say anything helpful, just don't say anything at all. 
And we live in a, in a culture right now that's almost demanding that we say all the words. Just say it. Just get it out there. Just put it out there. You, you've got to put it on social media or it's not real. And, and your silence is being complicit. And your si- No, 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 no. Let me, do, let me give you a little bit of advice that I'm trying to take my own self as I'm navigating the season and struggling with it myself. That I felt like the Lord just really reminded me of this this week. So write this down, prepare your heart. It's super like earth shattering. Social media is not real life. That that really is good. It's been helping me this week. Social media is not real life. That's not where real life, that's not where life change happens. It's not where people's minds are changed and their hearts are changed. It's, it's not there. It really isn't. It's, it's in conversation with you and and we have so many people around us who it's almost like they're demanding us to have an opinion on everything. And I believe what the Lord was just speaking to me to, to kind of calm my soul and to calm my, my need to feel like I needed to say something is that if people really, really wanted to know where you stood on something, they could reach out. They could text. They could call. They could say, hey, I'm really struggling with this season. Where are you at? How are you processing this? And, and it just was this peace-giving moment to me that I don't have to say all of the words. If I don't have something that's helpful, then I just don't need to say anything. My opinion flying out there so that you just know where I stand based on what's happening all around us, my opinion really doesn't hold a whole lot of value to the way that you live your life. So if I can't present something that's helpful, that's something that's from the Word of God, I don't have to say all the things. And so hopefully that's a principle you can establish. We see in Proverbs eighteen six, it says, a senseless man jumps headfirst into an argument. He's just asking for a beating with his reckless words. Verse seven, a fool has a big mouth that only gets him into trouble and he'll pay the price for what he says. In verse eight, this is a huge one. If, if maybe you struggle with gossip or you have people in your family, your friend group that they, they struggle with gossip. This is such a revealing, like pull back the curtain verse for all of us. Verse eight, the words of a gossip merely reveal the wounds of his own soul. His slander penetrates into the innermost being. So as we reflect on this principle, I would, I would encourage you to ask yourself this, is what I'm saying actually helpful or am I just getting something off my chest? right? Like we've all been there. We've all had those moments where we just needed to get something off of our chest. We needed to get that weight, this conversation, this burden, this grievance with you, this struggle that I'm going through. I just need to get it off of my chest so I can, I can breathe again. And if that conversation is helpful, then the person on the other side, it isn't getting something off of your chest so they can hold it. It's so that you can work through it together. But when it's not helpful, and we've all had those moments where we just got something off our chest, essentially what we're saying is, I'm tired of holding this. It's your turn. It's your turn to feel the pain. It's your turn to feel the struggle. It's your turn to carry the weight of this situation. And that's not helpful. That, that isn't beneficial. So we have to reflect on ourselves and say, are my words helpful? Are they beneficial are they, are they bringing life? Are they increasing someone's 
ability to live their best life, to reach their potential, to to step into their purpose? Or am I crushing their spirit by just getting the weight off of my chest so it can crush theirs? The second principle is this, and this is a huge one I've had to learn and I've had to work on. And, and it, I believe it will change a lot of, of your lives if you, if you really lean into it. Before you deliver advice, make sure you are invited to be the messenger. Before you deliver advice, make sure that you're invited to be the messenger. This has been a huge lesson for me that I've had to learn because there's so many times that I feel like the Lord will show me things. He will speak things to me. The Holy Spirit will reveal things to my heart. But many times it's just so that I can pray about it, that I can be aware, that I can be available, not so that I can go, oh, I got something to say here. Let me deliver this to you. That, that's not at all what the Lord is doing. Sometimes he's asking you to present that to them. But other times, he's just bringing that to your attention so that you can pray, so you know how to pray for your friend or your family or that person in your life. I love the words of Ephesians that we just read, that that it should be to build others up according to their, circle that word, highlight it, underline it, put a star next to it, according to their needs. It's not just so that you get to say what you want to say or give the advice that you want to give or share that conversation that you heard or that podcast that you listened to is that it's according to their needs that is a benefit to those who listen. So as you reflect, ask yourself, is this the right time? Is this the right place? And the huge question is, am I the right person? Am I the right person to deliver this message? Listen, let me help you out and and, and break it down a little bit differently for you. In my life, I have friends who have an absolute green light. They, They watch my life. They watch my sermons. They watch how I'm a husband. They watch how I'm a dad. They watch how I'm a friend. They're paying attention to my life. And they have a green light to speak into it at any moment. The trust level with them is through the roof. They, they can say whatever it is that they need to say to me without having to worry about, oh, is this at the right time, the right moment, the right place? They have that freedom. And I have other friends who they have a yellow light that they, they have permission to speak in, but it, it really does matter the time and the place. It does matter on what subject it is. And I will listen and I will take what they say But I'm also going to filter it through what I feel like the Lord is saying, right? I would take it and go, hey, man, I really appreciate you bringing that up. I appreciate you bringing that to me. It means a lot. Thank you for caring enough about me to have that conversation. It's something that I'm going to take to my time with the Lord, and and I would definitely be praying about that. And and I know that he'll just reveal to me the areas that I need to work on. And sometimes they're spot on, and it's something that I missed. It was a blind spot of my own. But other times, it's not. And the Lord just like, yeah, don't worry about that. It's okay. You're good. Don't stress about that. They have a yellow light. They, they can speak, but I'm going to filter it through a couple other areas. I'm going to filter it through my friends who are in that green light area. And I'm going to filter it through my time with the Lord. But then there's other people in my life that they have a red light that is as bright as Rudolph's nose. It's just a red light. 
listen, I, I will entertain you. I will have a conversation with you. I will hear what you have to say. But at the end of the day, your words aren't going to change my purpose or the direction of my life. And and I just understand that I am there to be a part of, of their life, to be a part of what's going on in their world, to be an influence, to be able to help and, and to, to try to be as good of a friend as I can be. But their advice and their words and their perspective on how I should parent or how I should live or how should I should handle my finances, nah. It's just not going to carry that. It's just not going to carry that much weight. And so you have to know and understand when you're presenting advice to someone, you need to know if, if you're invited to be that messenger. You may think that you have something from the Lord. You may feel like you have something to be a good friend, but uh, maybe they don't see you that same way. And so a healthy thing to do is, hey, I've, I've been praying for you. I've been praying for you, and I feel like the Lord kind of shared some things with me. Is that something you would be interested in talking about? Is is right now a, a good time? I, I don't know what's going on in your life. If, if this is a good time for us to talk through any of that, ask if you have that permission. Don't just roll up in there busting in like SWAT. Like, I got something to tell you. You need to listen. Whoa, 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 whoa. You may be on that red light corner. You may be, no, I, I, I'm struggling with you and I'm not ready to hear from you right now. So be careful how you just dole out advice without knowing whether or not you have permission to be the messenger. That's a tough challenge that I've had to work on. And the other part of it is if you're telling people that you feel like the Lord's spoken to you, you had better be better have been praying for them. That better be a staple. If, before you give any advice, make sure that you're spending time with the Lord to go, hey, is this something you want me to share? Or is this just something that I see and I need to just keep praying about? On the other hand, and the last principle that I think is important for all of us, and it could change the way that we live our daily lives, is this principle number three. If you have something good to say, say it. Not advice, not Hey, you need to look at life this way. Hey, this is how you need to view this political situation. Hey, this is how you should handle the... No, 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 no. If you have something good to say, something encouraging, something life-building, something that speaks to their potential, something that speaks to their purpose, something just kind, you're funny, you're awesome, you're beautiful, you're a really cool friend, thank you for being awesome, those kind of things, you need to say it. Be the kind of people that's willing to say those things. Guys, we struggle with this, right? We'll sit there in a room and, and people will brag on our wives and we're just smiling. Like, yeah, yeah, you, you're pretty awesome, huh? No, stop smiling. Say the words. Say how awesome she is. Say what she does to make your life better. Say those things out loud. Ladies, your men need to know that you... Not that you just love them, but that you you respect them and that you you see value in them, that you see what they bring to the table, how they make your life better, how they make your kids life better, how they make an impact in leading you spiritually, even if they're not perfect at it. When they make small steps, honor that. Say the words, speak it out loud. Proverbs 16, 24 says, gracious words are a honeycomb 
sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Gracious words. The action step, the reflection that we have to do is we just have to find whatever way to say the good things just to get it out. Maybe for you, it's it's weird, like talking face to face and and it's not something you're you're an introverted person. Well, then just text it. I don't I can't tell you how many times a week I text people and I'm just like, hey, man, you had you on my mind. I just want you to know I love you. I'm thankful for you in my life. And it's genuinely because I'm sitting there and I'm doing something and I'm I'm reminded of a funny memory. I'm reminded of something. It's like that, that, that dude's awesome. That person's awesome. You know what? I'm just going to text them and say, I don't have time for a full-blown conversation. I'm just going to text them and tell them how awesome they are. Just something simple as that. Maybe for you, if you're extroverted and you're brave, post it on social media. If that's something that you want to do, brag on your spouse, brag on your family member, brag on your parents, brag on your coworker, brag on your friend, put a post up or a story that just says, hey, I'm so thankful for this person with a, a silly photo. Like, encourage people. Be that the person that is, is bringing gracious words that are honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and healing to the bones. Maybe for some of you, it's just write it down. Like, run to Target and buy a $14 greeting card that's blank on the inside. Because for whatever reason, greeting cards are now like a hot commodity and they all cost a bajillion dollars to buy a greeting card. I don't understand what's happened with that market, but every time I go to buy a card, I'm like, what? $11? Does it sing? Does it do something else? Is there a gift card built into it already? Like what in the world? But just write it down, write it in the card, give it, bring it with a Starbucks drink and just like, hey, I just want to do something nice for you. I just, I was thinking about you and I ran by Target and so I got a Starbucks drink and a card just to tell you how awesome you are. That would change someone's week, someone's month. But the point is, whatever you have to do to say it, say it. Say the words. Be the one that you wake up every day and you say, you know what, I'm going to be encouraging to someone. And for some of you, that's supernatural. You can do that very easily. For others of us, we have to work on it really hard. But say the words. As we wrap up today, I want to give you this one last truth. What you think determines who you'll be, but what you say determines what you see. What you think determines who you'll be. It, it's those thoughts into actions, those actions into habits, those habits into lifestyle. But the words you speak change the way that you see. It changes the way that you view life. It changes your perspective. And this is why it's so important for us to to pray scriptures like we talked about all week long during this 21 days of prayer. All week we've been looking at scriptures of how you pray scriptures over your life because you're speaking life, you're speaking truth, you're speaking hope over your lives. Go back and watch those videos. They're all on our social media channels. Check out the ways that you can pray God's word over your life. Because the, the way you speak over your life is the way you'll see it. If you can change the way that you speak, you'll change your perspective on life. You'll change the way that you deal and view your problems, how you view your opportunities, how you view your family, your spouse, your kids, your, your job. 
the way you speak changes the way that you see. So your challenge today as we pray is incredibly simple, but really, really difficult to live out. Ask yourself, what are you speaking over your life? What are the words you're speaking over your life right now? Come on, church, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I know my personality and I, I know my temperament is, is that I'm always trying to, to get better and get just push myself as hard as I can push myself. And, and a lot of times, God, the words that I speak over my life personally is not always great. It's, it's not always positive. It's not always encouraging. It's not always spurring me to my best. God, I know that it's a lot easier for me to, to speak words of encouragement over everyone else, but it's hard to do that on myself. So God, I pray for the people who are just like me, that, that they can care about everyone and they can shower people with praise and love and affection, but they struggle with speaking words over their own lives. So God, I pray that you would give us the right words, that you would change our language, that it would be filtered and dripping with love and grace that it would bring healing, that it would be life-giving, that it wouldn't be soul-crushing. God, give us wisdom with our words. As we saw throughout Proverbs, there are so many verses that just talks about the fool just flying off the handle, the fool, the fool, the fool, all coming back to the words that we say. So God, guard our tongues. Guard the way that we speak. God, change the way that we think so that we change the way that we speak and it changes the way that we live out our lives. God, we thank you for all of this. We pray all of this in your name. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.